It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Yo. 57. Yes. Live from uh, Tommy Jacket's office here in Collingwood. Yeah, it should sound the same, I think. Yeah. Because we've got some nifty fucking equipment. Mm-hmm. What's uh, going on? I don't know, but you got a response from old mate, the the email. Well, this is closing the loop, essentially. Hashtag close the loop. This is about the fourth time we've done this. <laughs> Yesterday, segment. I um, talked about a bloke named Michael who emailed me. Am I a weird cunt? Like, I come, I bring these things to the table. Is it me that, or... I mean, I get a lot of these emails and just ignore them. Okay. So, the... You, your level of agitation for things that happen in general life is high. I think I'm always looking for these things. Yeah, I'm well, finding, for always finding a, looking for a fight. That will be your memoir. <laughs> it is looking for a story. Yeah. So Michael emailed me. It was one of those cold call e- emails. Hi, Tommy. I was just wondering if a business person in the media coaching institute space you'd be interested in finding out how to leverage websites for success. Very generic first email, followed up with another one, which was basically like, did you see my other email? But the weird thing about this was that at the bottom of those emails, there's a little fucking unsubscribe uh, link. Which would mean I would have subscribed. Yeah, but, but I've I, seen I've seen this before, right? It's marketing people. They get your name from somewhere, then they put the unsubscribe, and they almost think they're doing a service because like, you don't want to receive these emails. I'm giving you the yeah. option to get rid of them. And so I wrote to him a bit. Not sure how you got my email, but I certainly didn't subscribe. Understand you are hustling. But in my eyes, this cold call style is a bit gross. What I'm curious about, though, is if this approach actually works. So, so that was where we left up yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's when I sent that email. I got, a, I got one back. It's, um, it's interesting because he's a real human. He's, a real, get, he's not a robot. It wasn't an autoresponder. Thanks for your email, Tommy. <laughs> I'm out of office. Yeah. You missed it, mate. That was your one chance. Yeah. Anyway, Michael um, has responded. Hey, Tommy. Firstly, apologies for the intrusive email. Initially, when I received these types of emails, I was the same. Although, recently, last year, I've been responding to people and finding there are some great people and products out there. At this point, do you reckon he's fucking... This is a template? No, I don't think there would be enough people biting back. <laughs> okay. So you're saying I'm fucking yeah. obscure. My business is at a stage where it's ready to scale. I'm really passionate about what we do and really clear on what we target. Essentially, we are targeting great brands that are already established. He's tricked you. He said, mate, thanks for the email. Here's another sell. <laughs> um, established and ready to take that next level. I have a guy in India that does Google Fuck, searches. Can I just say, this is like the guy when you say, how are you? And they don't just say good. They go, ah, oh, mate, <laughs> fucking this morning. I say, like, oh, you've misinterpreted my how are you. I really just wanted you to say good and for us to move on. So he's going on. So he's somehow you've, you've gone from you asking, does this work to... Well, I've got got a guy in India. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, thanks for asking about my childhood. It all started. <clears throat> he says, I've got a guy in India who searches on my ideal clients being blogs like yours. First mistake, I don't actually have a blog. Yeah. Michael, I've got a YouTube channel. You know what? You've got a fucking sack. Yeah, virtual assistant yeah. in India. I then get that list and do a review, then construct and send the emails. He's really fucking broken this down. What's really interesting is the type of approach... Sorry, what's really interesting, this type of approach really works. I get 80% open rate and about a 20% response rate. Out of 20%, I get 1 in 20 hate emails, 10 out of 20 
not interested emails. And five, I'll keep your details on file and about four phone chats messages. Okay, I respect him for breaking down where where it all goes. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think a open rate is that exciting no. because it's like if you've got good... Yeah, it's saying you've got good quality emails. It's marketing speak, right? If yeah. you're not into that stuff, there's like the email marketing space that... People but, looking for the open, open yeah, rates. But the open rates, like you talk about it from a newsletter point of view, but like you fucking email someone yeah. in a in a way that's not meant to look like an you know, EDM or whatever. Yeah. It's not meant to look like an emailer. Mm. Most people will open it. So I don't I'm not that impressed by the open rate. But um the response what did he say his response rate was? Um his response rate twenty percent response rate. And twenty percent. I get one in twenty hate emails. Ten out of ten. Ten out of twenty. Not interested. Five. I'll keep your details on file. And four phone chats with their lawyers. No. So what does he actually do? I still don't know. But it, it, he got personal at the end here. Anyway, I'm really sorry again for your intru- for the intrusive email. And good luck with your blog. <laughs> you fucked up again. Your blog. He hasn't taken a second to look at what I do. P.S. I'm heading to Lawn tomorrow for a couple of days. Noticed on your Insta, you were there a few days ago. Cheers. All right. So he's he's taking the time to look. You at just my need Insta to write feed. back. You know what? You need to write back one sentence. <laughs> it's not a fucking blog. Full stop. <laughs> 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 no, um, but P.S. Great burger breakfast place just on the. <laughs> Should I do that? It's not. A, I don't. No, I don't think you need to meet him with aggression. I, um, that um, is your default. Thanks, mate. Indian guy has got it wrong. I don't have a blog, but great pizza at a place called Pizza Pizza in Lawn. I like you as a character. As if I was to break down your character, you're yeah. quite. Is antagonistic the right word? See, the thing is, I don't really give a shit about. But this, this is email. the thing. You don't. You don't care. But, but I, think about how you come across. All for content. Yeah, but you it's almost for all for content in the sense of you like to... Um, I'm totally emotionally removed from this bloke and what, what he's doing. If he was like, other than like he's looking at something that anyone can access, my Instagram at Tommy Jacket, check it out. Um, and so I don't really care there. But I still think in this day and age, that email marketing does not is, is gross. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what business. What business is that good for? Our business? No, but I think it's I think it's in the tone. Yeah. I think that if you, you could do that if you took off the unsubscribe and spent an extra five minutes, I got an I got an email from someone today who I'll actually write back to and, and get and have a meeting with her. Um filmmaker, I won't say her name or where she's sort of come from, but this is what she, this is what she said. So I reckon probably one in a hundred emails that I get of these types actually has cut through and I'll yeah. meet with them and we'll deconstruct why it's good. Um, I'll bleep out the... Uh, or I'll, no, I'll, you fucked that up. Just no, call her ble- Lisa. Call no, her Lisa. Yeah, no, but the, where she's worked. I'll just make stuff up. Hey, Josh, thought I'd reach... So, first of all, she sent this to hello at Full Stack Films and yeah. she started with hello, Josh, which I respect. Okay. She fuck, Or hey, Josh. Bit she of research there, yes. Hey, Josh, thought I'd reach out to you because I'd love to work with you at Full Stack Films. I really enjoyed the colour grading and introduction in Goodbye Philippines and the story behind Christian Hull's social media life. I also love how different all your films are, each with their own style. 
I love shooting documentary films too, like this one, which was shown at a film festival earlier this year. My specialties are in shooting and editing video from start to finish, getting mm. real people and telling their story in uh, the most honest way possible. I also produce a range of end-to-end commercial videos as well as wedding films and photography. Um, you know, she's currently finishing a job and uh, as a video producer and she's learned how to tell better stories and narrative and structure during that time. She's, uh, she said, I, I know you're not advertising for any hires right now, but when you are, I'd love to catch up. I'm happy to travel and come to your studio in Collingwood. Lovely. Available to chat. That's nice. She's done a bit of research, knows what you do. Yeah, which is like fucking like breaking it down, saying mm. this is like the amount of people I get where it's like, hey, full stack films, mm. attached is my CV. Mm. Or the other thing they'll do is they... They forget which story they need to tell. They need to connect with me in some way. And so many of them will be like, hey, I'm just moving to Melbourne from the UK after spending blah, blah, blah. So the problem is they're putting their problem first. Mm. Most people will say, I need a job because of this. And what they're doing is they're hoping that I empathize enough or whatever you want to call it so that I will then give them a job, which a better approach is Mm. I have the skill or these are the types of videos that you make. I've synthesized what you do mm. and this is how I can help you. And this, and then thirdly, this is why I'm in the position that I'm in right now. So I'm, I've come from here and this is why I'm going yeah. in there. Yeah. So it's lead with, uh, lead with contextualizing the person that you're contacting so you understand them and you, you're showing that you've done some research. Yeah, connection. That's an instant yeah. connection. Followed by value prop. This is the value that I'm going to bring to you. And thirdly, why? And then a final mm. one is a non-obligatory fucking call to action, mm. which is, hey, when you have, I know that you're not looking for people at the moment. So she's done that fucking research. The amount yeah, of people yeah. that treat it as if I've got a career section on my site and I'm asking for this, which is fine. I like getting them and fucking, you know, mm. but 90%, I've only ever met with one other person who's now an editor uh, that I use regularly, mm. George. And he, his whole thing was, I like the stuff you were doing at uh, Southern Crossroads Stereo when you're working at Fifi and Jules. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'd listened to Josh speaking my old podcast, listened to like the Ryan Shelton episode. So, yeah, it's so. What do you think it is? These people that don't have that naturally, or they haven't been taught that. You think it's because they haven't been taught it? I don't know if because I. I Definitely, Jules has always been what's lead with the value. Yeah. Like, ask what you can do. Even bring something. Like, I've even created a teaser video mm-hmm. and led with that. Hey, I created this piece of content. Would love to see how I can help you with the skills I've got. So, it's like, fuck, this person's already created something. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you go above and beyond? I've always thought, like, resumes. Yeah, I can't stand out. How can you stand out really Unless you've won a fucking Oscar. Well, you can't. Like, and, and that was like the, the thing that I loved about leaving a, you know, a full-time job as, as an employee is no longer no longer people could put me on some sort of hierarchy of where I stood. Yeah. So I was realized I was in an organization, this is years ago, before Invato and all that sort of thing, where I was like looking up above me and seeing who were in positions that were managers and senior mm-hmm. execs. I was like, actually, I don't want that life. 
And the thing is that when you're a digital content producer or whatever, if someone says I'm a digital content producer for a radio station, I go, okay, your um, your pay range is at the junior level about 55k, at the potentially 80 or so k. Yeah. That's where. So we straight away put them in box and we say, okay, this is what your salary is going to be. Um, and I just don't like that shit. Mm. I like being able to uh, confuse people. Mm. In what way? I like confusing them in the way where it's like they don't know where to place me. They can't put me in a box. They can't say, okay, this is... I think as soon as you can be have a label put on you, it's like the difference between going into Target. Well, so we're metaphor, looking at this metaphor. piece. We're, we're looking at this artwork here, right? So you, you're in a... Explain what sort of space we're in. It's a office building that's industrial of sorts and it's a, a gallery it's a yeah so next door is a, a a big art gallery called backwards gallery and in my studio there's some big walls and they're f- they're filled up with big pieces of expensive art 10 grand a pop and so the thing is how do you know that it's 10 grand a pop i got, how, like, I got, I got told but how do you like so i guess the thing is i just got told and i really like them not that i'd pay 10 grand because yeah. i don't have a spare 10k to drop on art for, for things that wouldn't actually fit on my wall but, at you'll, home. but you'll happily use it at your office oh, fuck but, yeah. but the um th- that's the thing right so you go to target and you're like okay because i'm looking say this this piece here Big skull. It's a big animal yeah. skull. No offense to the artist at all, but if you made it sort of one tenth of the size, yeah, and put it in Target, I would say okay, that was probably like thirty-five mm. to sixty bucks, right? So the th- and the reason is is because fucking Target has like they've created a system, and that's not what you buy. You're not buying this piece because there's fourteen other ones that mm. are in a stack, and you're just going to pull them out. So. That is, that's also part of it. Is It's like when you're part of a system, what systems are really good at is commoditizing things. So it's being able to say, uh, we know how much these things cost. So you're saying you're very replaceable as a content producer at yeah. a radio As station. a digital content producer, you are like the artwork at, at Target. Mm. Whereas if you are a freelancer and you're not... Uh, so for instance things like putting up your rates or things like that you don't need to put up you don't need to put up your rates of how much you're worth as soon as you put up your rates people will say okay this is where you're at in your career mm. and but if you sell on value if you say okay mm. this is the this is the type of work this is the value that I'm going to give mm. it depends what you want to do some people it's like I have an A7S and I've got the like you'll go on some sites and it says I use the metabones about adapter I have these lenses and then you say okay they're 650 a day mm. or whatever it is and that's fine when you're getting started to build that up but i think there is power in saying you know what how much how much does uh michael moore how much does louis theroux how much does i can literally not think of a director wes anderson spike jones spike spike, <coughs> spike Lee. how much do, how much do they cost an hour they would not charge an hour it'd be project based and it'd yeah. be fucking expensive and so the thing is and we're, I'm not saying that everyone needs to be that way, but just identifying that these things happen and you're going to put yourself in a box. Mm. Oh, I'm very much into it. I don't know. I think you love it. I don't know if you love it um, for the music side of it. Um, what's it called? Uh, fucking The Defiant Ones on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Okay. Describe it's all it. about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iver- Iveen. 
Jimmy Irvine, who basically spearheaded the Beats by Dre acquisition by yeah. Apple. Yeah. So him and him and Dr. Dre were business partners. Mm-hmm. Jimmy is a music producer, old school Springsteen, Nine Inch Nails, like fucking Bono, um, U2. He produced some of their greatest albums. Mm-hmm. He's worth a fucking fortune even before he did the deal with Apple. Yeah. Um, so it's all it's looking into Dr. Dre and Jimmy's careers and it looks at everything, Tupac, Ice Cube. But Jimmy said at one point, he's like the ultimate hustler. Like he works, he outworks everyone and he's also very gifted. Yeah. But he I had, actually think I got an email with an unsubscribe from him. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, he's, fucking, he's, he's got a guy in <laughs> India. <laughs> anyway... Jimmy was talking about how he got fired once and he thought, oh, I'm cu- I've got to go home now and everyone's going to be thinking. He's like, pull your fucking head out of your ass. No one cares like you care. Yeah. And so you make it make it up. It was. I thought about that just no one, something you said. No one gives a fuck. I yeah. remember like that. those words stung me so hard when I was 21 years old and I was mm. the assistant editor of a film and there was an old dude would have been in his late 70s and I was showing him a photo of me dressed up as Batman from the weekend. <laughs> I said, How old were you? I was 21. I'd been doing the uh, uh, 365 day project where I took a photo of myself every single day. Did you have a party on or you just dressed no, up? No, I just dre- I just had a Batman mask. So I just took this oh, photo. mask, not full. No, 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 no. It wasn't full. <laughs> okay, I had this vision of you. It'd be pretty amazing. Check out, mom. Mom, look at this. It'd I'm be in something a Batman I would costume. Do. But I, um, I showed him this photo. I'm like, oh, John, look at this. He just turns around and looked at me really earnestly. He said, Josh. Like looking really sort of fucking exhausted. Hard conversation for him. Josh, no one gives a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the best bit of advice because I think if you go through this world as a, when you're writing, when you're making a film, if you set the expectation that no one gives a fuck, you won't put that fucking clip for longer than it needs to be. Mm. And the other thing, you, you won't be married. Like it was so, so many of us are married to the things we make. So we, we get this shot. It's like, fuck, I got this. This sunset shot that I got was like perfectly timed with this bird coming into frame and this fucking... You're talking about my one of the 12 apostles with the kangaroo exactly, jumping the kangaroo out of frame. One. Yeah, no one gives a fuck, Tommy. Yeah, true. But, no, but, but really we need to question, you know, are these connections that we have with it, do they translate to the mm. audience? It's classic when you leave a job and you think, fuck, they won't find someone as good as me. Like it's your ego talking. Yeah, and they always do. <laughs> they always fill the role because yeah. that's what they need to do. It's web guy Oscar here. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? There I is was a there. web guy Oscar. Yeah, Oscar Oscar Gordon. He was he replaced me at yeah. uh, Fee Fan Jewels. He was better. He was. And he's <laughs> gone to, uh, where is he now? Is he in Banff or he's in Canada? He was back in Melbourne as flying on a private jet with Sophie Monk. Yeah. It's the way Baller, to, fuck. Yeah. That could have been you, Josh. Yeah, no, uh, it's more turbulence in the smaller nah. planes. I think, but even looking at Oscar and how he approaches. He's literally doing exactly what we're saying, which is just like he, I remember having conversations with him uh, around, like he's done the whole thing where he went to um, Kyle and Jack, did it for money, said, hey, I want a bunch more. That, mm. okay, I'm out. Mm. And like being able to have that um, fucking confidence. Mm. You've got to play the game. I know he's good at playing the game. Yeah. So he can take the headache and the stress mm-hmm. of these assholes not listening to him that actually don't know as good as he does. Yeah. 
and and play it. And yeah, I, he worked, I, you worked with him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm good mates with him. He's Jules Lund's cousin, if you yeah. don't know. And he's a super talented, creative dude. Mm-hmm. You know, not amazingly technical in terms of like your approach. Mm-hmm. Different level though. Yeah. Like these content producer roles nowadays are like, you know, it's almost like suits the cowboy. Well, suits. So this is the, but this is the thing too. This is about commoditizing. So if you, if Oscar put together a show reel and put a show reel against some young gun, 20 years old, A7S. Zion Crane. Yeah, doing all that sort of stuff. Uh, the A7S kid probably would look like a more enticing mm. opportunity. But what uh, what's happening is with the democratization of gear, so gear is getting really affordable, mm. the democratization of education in the sense of you don't have to go to school for this anymore. Well, mm. you never fucking had to, but there's before there was a, a paywall, you'd go to lynda.com or something, you'd pay a subscription. But now, or I remember being on, um, uh, there was a, there was a site in like the mid 2000s, early 2000s, where I would go for Premiere Pro tutorials. It's like fucking mm. old, you know, this is pre YouTube. But now with YouTube, there's so much education out there. So where is the value? If, if everyone's going to be able to afford a camera, if everyone's going to be able to afford the training to be able to do, the, mm. you know, get the, expose the footage in the right way and make arty shots and shoot, if everyone's fucking shooting slow mo, you can't rely on your camera shooting slow mo as being your point of difference. So, what is it? What do you What do you think it is? I, I'm understanding it more now. Is the like it's your belief in your value of what the answer you bring? Was a monopod. You need a monopod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Gorilla pod, actually, yeah. Josh, can double as both. Yeah. Um, but truly knowing your value, so working out what that is, what you are bringing to it, because it's not your camera. No. It's not your editing software. Mm-hmm. It's everything around it. It's like, but I even find for me, it's like charging more than I ever have. But I believe in my skills and what I can bring somebody yeah. and, and everything around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, yeah. So value, belief in your own value and results. Like I think that that's where you start and then everything flows on for that. Quality of work, you know, result driven. Yeah. And I think it's also working out what does that mean to the way you communicate. Mm. So for me, it means don't have a gear list on your site. If you're Definitely. not, if 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 the aim of the game isn't to be the person with all the gear, don't have a list of mm. gear. If the um, if you don't want to be doing motion graphics, don't have motion graphics on your work section of your site. Mm. It's hard to say no sometimes. Are you looking at my website? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> don't, I don't have all that stuff. But I'm literally giving this advice to myself too, right? Because you have to constantly, when people, you know, when you've built up a business from scratch, there's this sen- sense of say yes to everything, just fucking do it, mm-hmm. just cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. And it serves flow. a good purpose yeah. at the start when you have no fucking idea. It's yeah. like, hey, niche. Well, yeah. what the fuck's that mean? Yeah, yeah. What niches are available? Yeah. Or get to work and then refine. But and some people skill, don't ever refine. And your skill set needs to be there too, right? You can't yeah. be. You will be determined by the market. So if you're not providing something that mm. is of value, you can't charge the larger amount of money. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you don't like. I think you'll feel it. I think in terms of you'll feel like you're actually pulling the wool over people's eyes if you're charging too much and you mm-hmm. really don't think you're of value. Yeah. And 
finding the alignment in that is is the is one of the keys. So if if sending cold emails isn't the answer, wh- how how do people how should mm. people approach marketing and sales? For, uh, the thing for me, I guess for my business, honest approach, honest conversations, and it's like my videos. I've been thinking about when I've had quite a few people say, "Hey, can you um, do what you?" did for you for me like the o-bike mm-hmm. stuff and the you know other videos of mine that have gained attention and i have tried to think about what that is it doesn't mean just doing an o-bike video for them yeah what i've what i've summarized it in my head as what they are saying when they say do what you did there for me create an honest piece of content that creates connection it's relatable yeah to the audience that I have or that me personally I have and that's fun and informative. So it's like they're the elements that I think they're they're drawn to looking at my content. Relatable, you know, fun, a bit cheeky, fucking informative, whatever. Yeah. It's it's creativity, isn't it? It's like it's the – you're not just selling. A hotel isn't selling a bed. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be cheaper beds. You're selling fucking an experience. Mm. So why would someone spend a bunch of money on a hotel? Why would you spend $600 a night versus $200 a night? It's an experience type of thing. It's like a hotel isn't selling a place to sleep. It's selling an experience that you wouldn't get in any other place. Mm. So it's the view. It's the service. It's the relaxation. It's like it's experience, right? Mm, mm. So the I guess the answer, it's, it it changes, but I guess it's got to. Do you? Th- I don't know how much that guy's email to me is in line with what he what he really does or who he really is. Because if he, I, I think about anyone using that tactic. If you were to think about that for yourself, and if you were to get that email, not personalized, no real care. How does that sit within this landscape of marketing? It, I don't think it does anymore. Something smells nice like vanilla. Uh, but uh, the, the thing that I think, I think where it comes down to as well is you're judging him on his actions rather than his intentions, right? So I think that the misalignment may be in what his intention was versus what the action was or what it came out to look like. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking... If the benchmark is doing some sort of funky looking newsletter and all that sort of thing, which would be not that personal, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna treat this like a personal email. So, did he say your name at the beginning? Yeah. So he said your name at the beginning. So he's gone. He's sort of half baked, or maybe not even half baked. He's just he's gone half authentic, half marketing. Mm. And I guess the question I have for you is if he didn't have the unsubscribe button, if he did, like, what would it have no, taken? No, I picked up that later. Yeah. I picked it up. So, of- what would it have taken for him to, um, for you to, to feel like it was an authentic connection? I think what, we, what you, yeah. your approach is, hey, I'm seeing that you started a video production company yeah. back in, 2013 whatever it it's ta- like it doesn't take much time either yeah. like I could literally like it'd be like hey Tommy I just watched your O-bike video that was hilarious I ended up in 
uh, ended up viewing all of your other YouTube videos yeah. and it's been really cute to see Bodhi appear appear in them. Yeah. I have a kid as well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd say, um, uh, mate, my, my business does um, – or what you could even say is um, not even put the business stuff forward yet. It could – literally like the longer game is just fucking uh, – saying something nice and leaving it at that yeah I, I agree the long game it's a different approach though so I judged him on his actions yeah I know his intentions are he's probably got a business a family yeah. and he's trying to make ends meet but I think if the first impression is an action that isn't that kosher yeah I think it's a bit va- gross I think a bit of value so like an example would be uh, how would you feel about this you know the guy c- came to you with the spelling mistake or whatever oh yeah what if we it, never closed that loop yeah, no he didn't write back did he did you write to him we called him you oh, called, right, him, called left him left him. and voicemail so said it calling was me calling Massachusetts was the episode yeah the um, <laughs> no but um, if he'd said to you yeah hey Tommy I love what you're doing blah 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 I noticed your the, the speed of your site is pretty slow which can affect search engine optimization mm. this is something that i look after if you wanted me to spend five minutes on a skype chat mm. i could talk you through how to fix it fuck yeah yeah you say so, my site's slow yeah so so that's the thing so it's probably the difference between say if we look at the one where there was the spelling mistake it's sort of it's a bit nitpicky it wasn't really put like what, what why i brought even brought that up in the podcast i was intrigued as much as I was triggered, yes, Michelle, uh, I couldn't spell as a young kid and I had to go to reading class and I was fucking triggered by this guy saying yeah. I couldn't spell. And so fuck you, Michelle. For <laughs> no, bringing love, you, love you, Michelle. Love you, Michelle. You love everybody. Um, I was like, Hi, this guy just literally show. emailed me yeah. telling me about a mistake. I appreciate it. I changed it within three seconds of the email. Yeah. Just said that there was a mistake. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why has he actually emailed that? Yeah. Is it a marketing so yeah. there is some interesting ones that I've been getting into LinkedIn. You're you're fucking, you're three and a half thousand views on your video on YouTube. Check today. I How feel like that, they're hey? my views too. It's good, isn't it? I'm getting heaps of views on LinkedIn. Some of the videos, lots it's of awesome. interaction and um, engagement, and people emailing. How me. good is LinkedIn? It's it is really good for business. It's very clear. Creating content that's like uh, talking around these subjects. We mm-hmm. should post this video. I mm-hmm. post this episode in LinkedIn sure. talking about marketing approaches. But that's a place you see people, I feel, making a whole the, range of these mistakes. Well, yeah, I think because it is, it's the network, it's the uh, career or uh, business side of dating. Yeah. And you basically... See, it's an orgy and you, you know why you're exactly. at the orgy. And, uh, <laughs> but there's some people who just don't know the etiquette. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So... Yeah. And, and it's a it's a scale thing as well, right? It's um, the more people you have on a platform, and you also have the these. More people, yeah. Are we still yeah, on exactly the orgy? or still on the orgy thing? <laughs> but there's a um, the fact is there's lots of different industries. There's lots of different ways of working. Yeah. But um, yeah. No. So tell me about. So what results have you received from mm. LinkedIn? Oh, I got to catch up with a bloke next week. He's a fellow filmmaker. And so if we relate this to the orgy thing, <laughs> he's yeah. His message. <laughs> He's courting me. Yeah. He's um, <laughs> coming to see my establishment. Perfect. To uh, see if he wants S- to. Suss it out. Yeah. Anyway, no, lots of people. Like, I think for the types of videos I've posted, one was about Amy's candle business, 
One was about my first footage from my first camera when I and seeing the progression. How many views have you has your latest video had? Four over four thousand. Awesome. The first one, ten thousand. How many comments and stuff does that? Oh, the first one, the candle one, had like over sixty comments. I think Any this negative? one's only got nine, ten. Nah, no, no negative. Someone, I think because LinkedIn. You're attaching their career and all that sort of thing yeah. to it, so people play nice. At- Super supportive. They're they're very honest videos. So if anyone is taking a stab, it's like it's, it's taking a stab personal. at me personally, yeah. which is cool. Like, but I think they connect because they are honest, fun, in yeah. somewhat relatable to the person. And I haven't geared them. I've to that. Like, I haven't made them for that reason to post them on LinkedIn. Yeah, made them because. They're all those things. So LinkedIn uh, tip of the the week. You're telling me about captions. What's oh what's subtitles? Subtitles. Yeah, yeah captions. It's subtitles. a must for videos on LinkedIn. What sort of difference you said? Title game. I guess it's hard to know because you don't. Well, really have Jules, a control. Jules, this is some on the ground stuff. Jules Lund. I made a video about Tribe, his company. One had subtitles. The other didn't. There was about a ten thousand view count higher on the one without. With, with subtitles okay so there's a there's a massive increase and maybe it is people at work yeah on linkedin not fucking turning the sound on like or like it's also i wonder how linkedin counts a view if they count like 20 seconds you might be more sort of inclined to watch a little mm. bit more mm. but definitely yeah but i think before you use subtitles create content that's honest relatable informative so there's value in it. Okay. There's there's um, relatability and honesty in it. That's it helps. Before the end of the week, let's both try and send three emails, three cold emails to yeah, people. I like that. And um, let's see if we can get a response. So I'll pick three potential clients that the, the rule is that you, you haven't been in contact with them before. Yeah. Uh, and reach out to them and let's see what we can. Let's see if we use our strategies around. Yeah authenticity and bringing value what sort of a difference we can get hi uh jane i was out the front of your place last night i see you live in abbotsford and um, i've got two kids and i see you've got two kids through the window that's probably not the right uh, approach (laughs) do you want to come to the orgy (laughs) (laughs) it's the 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 linkedin circle jerk the um everyone it's the daily talk show please send us an email hi at the dailytalkshow.com. Introduce yeah, yourself. But take a few of the suggestions that Josh put forward for how to do it. Yeah. Actually, no, nah, just come in hard with a sell. Yeah. What, what have you got to sell us on? And then also, um, please uh, review us. Yes. On iTunes, in the podcast app. It's appreciated. Everyone, have a great rest of your day and we'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.